0: I was joking with someone the other day about the scripture for today that I was going to take it from um, a re- an obscure chapter in Leviticus. <laughs> you know I'm not going to do that, right? You know the scripture. At least you know the story. Now, it may be one of the four gospels, but you know the story for today. And as Judy gets to read the scripture to you in just the next few minutes, I want to invite you to carry with you this understanding, this familiar story, the one that you expect to hear today on the first morning of Easter was completely unexpected. There was no anticipation of it. There was no yearning for it. There was no even likely think it could ever happen. Wow. Sense of emotion happening on this first Easter morning. So I want you to listen to this story and try to go back in your mind to understand they had no idea that it was
1: Easter. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. He is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The word of God for the people of God.
0: Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. Do you join with me in a spirit of prayer? What an amazing story, Lord. It is so amazing. truth is there are moments in our life when we hear it, we go, really? Did it really happen like that? And then there are moments when the story doesn't become for us words on a page, but becomes our story, and we realize it is the greatest truth we will ever claim. So wherever we are today, Lord, as we engage with you and hear these words, we pray that your spirit will stir within us, giving us understanding and even more an experience of grace. Helping us to not only observe but be Easter. We pray this in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. So, how you doing? You okay? We uh, we just uh, invited you to walk through our own personally designed stress zone. As you came uh, to church today, you got to see the underbelly of construction. Um, And I know that for many of you, today has in fact been stressful from the minute the day began. And so you arrive to church and discover nothing is where you think it ought to be. That seems rather rude on Easter. Seems like we ought to be more hospitable than that. Keep everything just the way it is, so that when you arrive here, you don't have to think too much. Well, I apologize to you. But I want to tell you that I've come recently to understand Easter is a stressful holiday. And I began thinking about all the ways we produce stress on this special day. Consider the following. It starts for me with Easter baskets. Wait too long, you're getting the lousy candy for the kids and trying to figure out why the Easter bunny couldn't come up with better stuff. You're trying to remember where you put the Easter baskets from last year because they aren't where you know you laid them. And then there's the Easter plans. What are you supposed to do on Easter? It's one of those odd holidays. Everyone does things different. Do you go out? And if so, do you wait till after the church crowd is done before you get into the dining hall? Do you you go to a brunch? And so which brunch? Who has the best brunch? Do you make reservations? I hope so. Is the family coming over, which has its own stress and joy? Yes. Who's doing the food? Who's making what dish? Who's sitting next to who? Could we just once get to church on time? Did anybody hear that today? (laughs) Just once. (laughs) And then once you get to church, you've got to find parking. And you wait for the shuttle driver. God bless Carl. Someone give Carl an amen for driving that van. And then you've got to travel across the torn up rubble that looks like a war zone just to get in the building. And then you get in the building, have to find your way through the building, and then you've got to find a seat without displacing somebody who thinks that they're in their seat. (laughs) It's a stressful day. So I want to offer to you a solution. I share with you what I just discovered as the modern way to keep your sanity on Easter. Easter egg stress balls. I didn't even know they made Easter egg stress balls, but when I discovered this concept, I was so excited. I thought this is the perfect thing to get. Now, I never got a stress ball that was an Easter egg as a kid, so obviously we were less stressful than this generation, but I thought, what a great idea. I'll get Easter egg stress balls for the congregation. Amazon was sold out. do you know how stressful Easter is when Amazon sells out of Easter egg stress balls? (laughs) So I don't have a stress ball for you today, and I apologize for that. Poor planning on my part. But the fact that there's some stress associated with our Easter may tell us that we are a lot closer to the original Easter than we might have first imagined. Imagine the stress of those women arriving at the tomb in those pre-dawn hours. Women came to embalm the body of Jesus. The rush to get him killed was so slammed in before the Passover there was no time to properly take care of the body that would be delayed. So after the celebration of Passover, some celebration that must have been filled with grief and fear, they came in to the area where the tomb was to enter into a death room to honor someone they loved desperately one last time. Can you imagine the stress, grief they were carrying, the weight so heavy? They arrived at the tomb, also afraid, let's be honest, that there might be people stationed outside to see who would show up. I mean, if they were going to kill Jesus, wouldn't they be watching out for the Jesus followers so they could make sure they didn't cause too much of a ruckus either? So they arrived. And then, in just a matter of a few minutes... The earth shook under their feet and in the middle of that earthquake an angel of the Lord who could only be described as white lightning came and rolled away the heavy stone in front of the tomb and those guarding the tomb collapsed in fear and fell to the ground. All of this right in front of these people. Stress ball anyone? Before they could react to this overwhelming scene the white lightning angel told them that Jesus was no longer dead no longer dead. He was gone, resurrected. He was dead, but now he's alive. Look, look in. Look and see what resurrection causes. When death becomes life, things change. People change. Today changes. The future changes. You can see it. Look. So they looked, and they looked where there once was a body and saw there was no body anymore, but it wasn't like it was just an empty room. This was a resurrection room. This was a room that suggested that it wasn't just an absence of death. It was an explosion of life. It was gone. Death was gone. And with it, the stress. They hear the angels say, Go to Galilee, tell the disciples, spread the good news, let the secret out. And they turn to go do that, and before they could get hardly just a few feet down the road, in addition to the resurrection surprise, they almost literally stumble into Jesus who's there waiting for them. The Jesus who was dead, but is now alive. And he greets them. This is the first Easter, didn't expect any of it, and in a matter of, I'm going to say a half hour, encountered an earthquake, a white lightning angel, impossible news, falling into the arms of their most beloved Savior, who's now alive in front of them, they just saw him dead, it's Easter. No wonder Easter is a stressful holiday. We We make up stress around it. We worry about all kinds of things. At the end of the day, do they really matter? You had to cross a parking lot. You had to worry about what color you were going to wear today. We make up stress because there's something about this day that says it is stressful at one level. We're about to go from where we were to where we're Called to be. We're about to move from the places that have held us back, that have kept us dead, to the places where we're going to be able to live and thrive. On that morning, they discovered that Easter was not just about Jesus alone. Because when they encountered the risen Christ, it was not just Jesus that was changed, it was them. Those fearful, stressed out, grief-stricken women, just an hour before, now became dancing disciples of joy, living life with hope and purpose. I got to go tell the folks. I got to go tell the world. Everything was changed. Easter is not just about Jesus being resurrected. It's about the celebration of resurrection breaking out everywhere, touching lives, changing lives, changing the future. It's Resurrection Day, it's Easter. Did you see resurrection on the face of Terry Graham as she told her story? I felt it in her voice as we talked. Her story is a resurrection story. Terry Graham was told in a community of faith by someone that she trusted that what she had done was a sin, so much so that there would always be a mark, a scar that was never going to go away. Translate, so you might as well get used to carrying it around with you right now. It's yours forever. And she did. For 30 years. Resurrection. Easter broke out in the moment when she realized there was no hole in any wall. She was not a condemned sinner. She was and is a child of God. She is one whom God went to the cross to celebrate life with. She is one who came to discover that resurrection was not about Jesus as much as it was about Jesus and her. When she heard the message that Jesus loved her with no strings attached, did not hold her off at arm's length or point out her flaw, she could come out of the shadows that had haunted her for 30 years. She so you could find yourself welcomed into a community of faith that loved her without judgment. Because in this place, Easter says, there is no judgment. Easter says there is grace. Easter says there's a chance for joyful new life. Easter says whatever shadows you've been carrying, whatever junk has been placed on you by others, this is the place where you all set free. It's Easter for you, for us all. Terry is a precious child of God, She just didn't know it for 30 years, but now she does, and she's set free by the love of Christ because Jesus loved enough to conquer even death. Terry experienced that the death that had been placed upon her wasn't hers to carry. Resurrection is happening right now. It is not a historical event. It's happening in the lives of people to whom their shock and amazement discover that Jesus has never stopped loving them, never stopped walking with them, and will never abandon them wherever they are. I continue to see the power of resurrection over and over again. It's not delayed one year to the next. When Terry and her husband David joined our church in the membership class they were part of a year, year and a half ago, we went around the circle and people had a chance to tell their faith stories. And I just kind of have to tell you this. Everyone told Easter stories. They didn't say that. I'm going to tell you my Easter story. They told a story about how their lives had been changed, about how they had new hope and faith, about how they were loving the new relationship they had in a community that accepted them as they were. It was Easter. That room was overwhelmed with white lightning joy. They were not simply joining the church. They were saying yes to resurrection. They had run into Jesus here and discovered they could be accepted, loved, go deeper in knowledge and discover the beauty within them and the beauty whenever we serve others in the name of Christ. So Terry, thank you for your story. But thanks be to God for the resurrection. Amen? Amen. This Easter I come to proclaim Jesus resurrected. I know in every fiber of my being it's resurrection day, just like yesterday, just like tomorrow. I know it because I have felt its power. I've witnessed it in front of me and around us in this place and others. Easter breaks out. Resurrection happens whenever people discover God stirring in them and changing their understanding of who they are, their ability to stand in the world, and the ability to know the future is filled with hope and purpose in creating the kingdom of God. I see it over and over again. Do you? You know, this world wants to make us all sullen. It wants us to look down to the negative. It wants us to blame and name and and accuse Today, in the name of the risen Christ, all of that goes away. At least our willingness to let it control us or warp us. Here, it's grace. Here, it's acceptance. Here, it's love. Here, it's joy. Here, it's resurrection. Recently, I came across a story Of the landfill harmonic orchestra. In Paraguay there's a village that is built literally on a pile of trash, a a mountain of trash. The residents make their living from going through the garbage and using or selling what can be salvaged from this trash. Poverty and limited futures were once the main characteristics of that community. But then several people came together with a vision and determination to make happen what no one else could see. Take a look at this resurrection story.
1: Entienden? Entonces tienen que Mi nombre es Ada Maribel Ríos Bogado y tocó el violín.
0: The concert maestro simply wanted to share the power of music with people he said were on the outskirts. So they pulled trash out of the rubbish and pounded it and made it into cellos and violins. And then other people came in to teach the kids how to make instruments, and they made flutes. And they became an orchestra. And in one of the clips about the landfill harmonic, their conductor says, without the people, these instruments are just trash. Resurrection happens whenever we recognize the people are never trash. Resurrection happens when we take into our own truth that we are not only not trashed, we are the beloved children resurrected by Christ into a new life. What shadows are haunting you? What distortions have been placed in your heart or your mind to keep you from thinking that you could be the resurrected of Jesus Christ? It's Easter. It's time to come out of those shadows. It's time to be set free. It's time to recognize that you and I are the Easter people. We are the ones God came for. We are the ones God loves eternally. And tomorrow is about living resurrected. Not just remembering what we heard about Jesus. In the name of the resurrected Jesus, I invite you Come and be resurrected with him. Be those who are now sent to go out and share the good news. Tell others by offering friendship to the lonely, grace to those who are struggling, and purpose and hope to those who are in apathy or despair. Did you come this morning looking for Easter? Or did you come ready to become Easter? To be the resurrected, Witnessing Christ and changing the world. The shame is over. The sin is over. Death is over. Fear is over. Loneliness is over. Stress is over. Oh, all those will still be in the world. I know it. But they no longer need to have any power over you. Because it's Easter. And Jesus Christ is resurrected so that you could be the resurrected children of God. That's your hallelujah. That's your thanks be to God. That's the promise of today, and that's your hope for tomorrow. Easter people, be resurrected. It's your Easter. Hallelujah. And amen.